Toyota High Vibers. Thank you for being here. It is your bookmark. Go straight to 38 minutes today if you want to just get straight to the main subject. I do suggest to stick around today. We have a very good episode. The uh, fluff, as we like to call it now, is um, us basically getting some enlightenment. And we speak about conservative gays and the LGBTQIA. Shout out to them. Shout out to everybody. Let's get it. Flex. Flex. High vibes and elevation, good people. High vibes and elevation. The floor is ours. Is back. Joined by my brothers, as usual, Lamar. What's going on, G? Good week. It's been a really good week. Getting a better understanding of how things are changing, how you should start moving. Um, took a few losses, strategized, well, re-strategized, and now we're winning. So I feel like it's been pretty good. How about y'all? All right, bro, brother. Same. Everything's good over here. Energy's good. Um, everything's moving forward uh, for the most part the way I want it to. Um, I've just been soaking up the good moments when I can get them. I like it. I like it. It's, it's um, as far as personally, energy's been good. I do feel like when you come back from like um, a short week, last week was Labor Day, the energy's weird for, for other people at times because I still have that why are we at work <laughs> energy and I've been feeling that from, you know, external people, not more so, you know, my, the people I'm around, but it can definitely feel that like, why am I here? People have their days mixed up, like <laughs> Tuesday's Wednesday to them. Thursday's been Thursday since Monday. Facts. So, like, it's been a little, like, uh, that part's been weird. Like, just just coming back and it just shows, like, you know, people want their time off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how much they initially enjoyed their time off. But for the most part, it's been really good. Uh, energy's been straight. Um, I started a, well, kind of a three-day diet of all fruits today. Shout out to Alan, one of our coworkers. He, uh, I told him I'd do it with him and his wife. It's just three days of just fruit. Fruit and water Or I mean you can drink Some other stuff But mainly What you're eating is fruit You a bad man for that I'm telling you I did, <laughs> But I've, I've done like A week of just Apple straight And like In hybrid form Of like applesauce And Ah okay Cutting it yeah But for the most Then that was rough So I was like Three days of, of fruit I, I love fruit So I can do it What's your normal Your normal uh, walking weight Like 150 Now Yeah like 155 Okay Mm-hmm yeah, about one one fifty five. So yeah, I'll probably be down to one fifty in these three days. Because I, cause <laughs> I was going to say you can't keep no weight on doing that. Nah, you boys definitely still my metabolism is still there. Because <laughs> I'm listening to you say that now, I'm thinking I'll pass out. Like I'm an easy two ten right now. <laughs> <laughs> thinking of just eating apples or different variations of apples, mm. whether it's apple slices or applesauce, that just wouldn't work. Yeah, well now it's all fruits though. No, because this one is kiwi in there yeah, too. Everything, everything. That's why when I went to the store, <laughs> got the twelve dollar platter. <laughs> yeah, I think he's getting that to us, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and pop that open, bro. Just put it in the refrigerator. <laughs> so, no, I can use that, G. 
It's like, oh, this is our uh, our treat for helping you move. You're going to bring us a fruit platter. Nah, I yeah. thought we used to talk on hibachi. Nah, yeah, I got hibachi coming. Shout out to my brothers for helping. Shout out to my brothers helping me move the other week and me and the wife into a, a bigger place. And uh, we're just fortunate. But now nah, yeah, I got hibachi coming. Let's go. I went I'm just messing with you. Twelve dollars plate of free. Here I go. Oh, I'm cool. We got split it. Yeah, nah, hibachi I ain't always no diet. Yeah, right at all. <laughs> Let me get the double protein. <laughs> when this is over, when this is over on Saturday, <laughs> first thing, I'm going to Five Guys. Hey, listen, if you go get a burger, please skip to Five Guys and uh-huh. go to Smash Burger. I don't will thank me later. I've tried Smash. Well, no, no, I'm not gonna lie, I have not tried. So, Smash so you Burger have yet. not tried Smash Burger. Like you that? still choose Five Guys over. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> okay, it's like you tried it. No, nah, I haven't tried Smash Burger. You heard of a. That it's down those down the street, Slim Chickens. It's all right. I'm not. I don't want it by any means, but I just saw it and I was like, "What is that?" It, exactly what you would think it would be. It's a. It's basically just like chicken fingers. Okay. I'll and pass. variations of chicken. Yeah, I'll pass. It's all right. I'm sure. If I'm, you're gonna go somewhere and treat yourself, Slim Chickens ain't for me. Nah, I'm going to Smashburg. I get it. Cause Smash. it's slim pickings. Right. <laughs> I don't yeah. want nothing that says slim. I yeah, want it greasy. Like, <laughs> I want it fat. If I'm going to choose to be. Right. Yeah, if I'm going to I'm gonna go live out. that life. <laughs> All right. So Smashburg on Saturday then. Gang life. Yes, sir. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm trying to think of like a, a highlight for the week that happened. You know what's interesting? I guess uh, it was kind of my mind, but I, I wasn't sure if I was going to bring it up, but. Me and Jay were at work, and I was listening to the, um, what's it called, the, the Jubilee YouTube mm-hmm. page. And um, I guess essentially they hold just conversations or various conversations with different people. I think the first one I had listened to was um, white liberals versus black conservatives. Um, it was interesting enough, I'll say that. Um, one thing I do like is people are actually saying their ideas, speaking, and nobody's doing too much like rude or being too obnoxious but you know that they're debating at the end of the day right the one that, that me and Jay had listened to like during a workout was, I was like let's just let's pop it and get some perspective was it was um, gay conservatives versus gay liberals <laughs> and and it was very interesting very interesting I could imagine Give very me a good. highlight Of that conversation The first thing That I think That's going to draw Most people Is hearing the word Gay and, and conservative That's the mm-hmm. first thing That popped the into my head The first thing So like What I seen I'm like Oh let me hear What Let me yeah. hear what, the, what, the, what they You know Going back and forth about So um, for the most part They, they were talking to, um, How they feel about The pride parade if they feel like it's over-sexualized and it's not representing them in the in the right way. And for the most part, a lot of them were saying, yeah, like it's become more over-sexualized than what it's supposed to be. So they're like, you know, gay is not really supposed to just be like you out here, you know, just flaunting everything out, your body parts and just having, for like doing all that extra extraness what some people are doing. They're like, they're forgetting like the love aspect, which, you know, we were really just fighting to be able to be with the people that we love. So um, that was like one of, one of many, but the, the conservative part of it was... <laughs> was interesting to me because when I think of um, I'm guilty at first you would a first initial thought would be like why would a gay person be conservative like mm-hmm. you think they're going to be extremists like you like, think everything you know like yeah because I wasn't going to say it at first I was like man you know what let's not let's not say that today Lamar <laughs> <laughs> let's not be ignorant <laughs> I'm like 
All right. Yeah, no, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah and, but it's it's you know also having that open mind that allowed me to like no, let me listen because I don't I can't just go off of this first initial thought. I don't. And that's why I didn't say anything at first. Good, proud of you. <laughs> 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 but so me, me and Jay opened up and listened, and um, it was like I said, it was, it was very interesting, and it, it was a reminder of like cons- conservatism isn't isn't a gender or like a sexuality which would which right. I think most people see the two words and kind of generalize it in that in that sense it was more so like an ideology you know mm-hmm. so that right. people go by um, and it was just like you know they still don't fall under the traditional I think conservatism which is you know the family traditions and most right. like core pure conservatives don't like anything LGBTQIA like related at all so Interesting, interesting, you know. Yeah, because like when I when I sit down and I think about it, like yeah, at first the ignorance wants to flare out, but <laughs> allowing yourself to really process how there can be someone that can identify as a certain thing, it's no different than being black. Like because mm-hmm. there's a Chris Rock said it best. There's black people. And then there's niggas. Like, we all know some niggas. <laughs> but, like, you can be within that same branch, but to someone else that doesn't really understand the, the dynamics of the community, mm-hmm. you classify us all as the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest reason why I want to take a second think about it, because there's some people that look just like me that we have nothing in common outside of the fact that we're black. So I feel like that same thing could be applied to somebody that's gay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be an extremist. You don't have to be showing your ass at the parade, literally. But... You can identify with that lifestyle, just not displaying it that same way. So mm-hmm. I definitely get it. So to all my uh, gay brothers and sisters, love is love to me. I have, I'm not going to say I have a lot of gay friends. I have, that's <laughs> just like that white person that says, you know, I have a lot of black friends. But <laughs> I do have like one or two um, friends that I that do identify with that lifestyle that are gay and proud. And like, if you were to have a conversation with them, if they don't bring it up, you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. So. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to dial it back before I made a, a stupid, not well, a comment that lacked patience. It, it does show you how much like sexuality has become prominent in like politics and all this other stuff too. When our first thought process is like, oh, that don't make sense because it's like, <laughs> at the end of the day, like that ideology encompasses so many other things. Like you know, finances are usually the biggest thing when it comes right. to people's politics and mm-hmm. stuff. And when you hear a lot of those guys talk, that's where their focus is. Like, I believe in small government versus government running everything. Right. You know, I believe in having this opportunity and that opportunity, blah, blah, blah. It's all like, when I heard that conservative talk, it was all more so about like self-reliance and self-accountability. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be in a country where it's like, I'm responsible for me. I'm not responsible for everybody, you know, type right. of thing. So it was cool. It was, yeah. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, one part of it also that was interesting to me was like they brought up, you know, should the L was LGB um, be separated from the QTIA? Yeah. And um, you know, I was I'm not I didn't really have an idea of what the like the QIA was at the I know point either. Q is queer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the other one is. Like it's, inter- it's intersex and asexual. Cause like I, I stopped to look it up. I said, "Oh, let me just look." I can. I was like, "Ask Jay." We were like, "We, we don't know what the IA is." The, mm-hmm. the Q. I was. I was slightly familiar, but you know, I just went and just looked it up. Like, let me see what, what this is about. Had I just stopped and listened, they would have brought it up. But the inter- intersex is basically like a a person born one way with the anatomy of an, of, of the opposite gender. In a sense, it's basically like so. If a woman was born 
physically she looks like a woman but her anatomy is a man in the inside and so me and Jay were like is that a like <laughs> I was like yeah, what is the percentage for that so I looked up that that too like uh, how many people are like out yeah. there like that because you know we don't know that type of stuff and um, it was like 1.7 of the population is uh, is intersex and born like that and for reference military was 1% last time we looked mm-hmm. at it <laughs> so there's more actually people like that than people joining the military if, mm, that is wild if that's still 1% is accurate and I would have never known that that never. is wild the first thing I thought of was like oh how many people are like so let me let me see what that is because if you're if you're incorporating it within like this movement then you know these are people's voices that also just need to be heard so I'm like well how many people are like this you go look it up and boom mm-hmm. I said hey yo like, it makes it interesting too because the first thing I thought about is like dang they really got it rough because you know how much like animosity is shown towards trans people already mm-hmm. in today's age and it's like they didn't even have a choice that wasn't that wasn't a sexual preference exactly. that's just what they are but they're immediately thrown in that same umbrella quickly yeah. And again, it's like so. It, it goes against that argument where it's like to some people that uh, that argue, you know, you're you're not born gay, you you turn gay. Like as you get out, you know that that whole thing, whatever you want to align yourself with. But it's like now you can't have that argument with somebody that's born as a woman, as a man, and then i.e. on the inside, the anatomy is the whole opposite gender. So it's like, and we're still somehow gonna make it about like you're still not right because <laughs> you know what I'm saying because like, you're not normal exactly <laughs> the first thing I was thinking was like damn I said to Jay I was like yo and people are still giving him a hard time how could you and then I really thought about it I'm like oh. no that's easy right yeah. gotta not think and not care to think like <laughs> <laughs> because and then I did you know just realize like you know somebody the little steps that I took was first off listening to the conversation then doing surface level research I'm not gonna say I, I, I delve deep I just Knowing like a little bit enough to 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 be able to speak generally about it right here, but it just opened my mind. It's like yo, there's so much more that like you don't know about a whole you know specific type of people and what they're really like fighting for. Because what is you know portrayed on the news and everything like that is just like no, they just want to love on the same type in person and encourage our kids to love on the same type. And it's just like you're kind of just. Being making a blanket statement, you're forgetting, you know, that people are here to love. <laughs> I think people are just selective of what they want to expose their children to. Now, for me, as a parent, I don't really care if it's um, gay imagery or if it's just like things that just aren't children appropriate. I don't care if it's a man and a woman kissing. I don't care if it's a man and a man, a woman and a woman. Like certain stuff, my nine year old and my seven year old don't need to be exposed to regardless of who it is that's in the situation. Mm -hmm. So that's just how I look at it. Like I'm not saying that, hey, you're gay. You shouldn't be on TV kissing. There shouldn't be representation given to my children. I'm like, hey, if my kids are watching Pokemon, I don't need to see certain things to where whether it's Ash and Misty or Ash and Brock, I don't want to see any of it. <laughs> yeah, in there, catch some like, Pokemon. Yeah, like allow children to be children, and I feel like we're trying to give them so much information too soon to try to give them the option of figuring out who they are. But when I was seven. I didn't know who I was. I knew I liked to play Pokemon. I liked mm-hmm. Power Rangers, and that was about it. Like, you don't have to make these kids make these super tough decisions at nine and ten. Mm-hmm. Give them time. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's a that's a fair statement. I think um, most people don't have that that level of having that conversation without you know opinion based, and every parent is different. Mm-hmm. So you know that most people are saying, let the kids be kids. Don't encourage them. 
And then there's another side to saying that, like, no, these kids are lost at this age and just don't know it. And we need to open the door to, to let them know that it is okay. So it's like it's a weird area that me personally, I, I don't want to speak on because I don't have children and I'm not really on either side. I can have an opinion like everybody else. But right now, until I, I'm living it, keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Well, Jay, you can talk on it too. You got kids. Like that's like if William was to come home to me right now and say, "Dad, I'm in love." Well, you don't know what love is yet. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know what your interpretation of love is, but you're seven. This ain't what you think it is. Yeah, I feel like that's always going to be hard for me, especially like you know, I, I got a boy on the way now, but I got two <laughs> girls, so it's like <laughs> I ain't got the slightest clue of how that conversation is supposed to go when it comes. I do feel similar where it's like. You know, before a certain age, I don't really think you need to be getting introduced to any of that stuff. But I also acknowledge the reality with where society is today. Sometimes it's a little difficult to ensure that your kids don't get exposed to stuff like that. And then that raises the question like, all right, so do you talk to them earlier because you don't know when it's going to start happening? You know, Mm -hmm. when we grew up, I knew kids that started smoking and having sex at 10, 11, 12 years old down here. You know what, what I'm saying? What kind of kids were you hanging out with? Ratchet kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like, I've seen these people, I know they exist, and knowing that, you also know that those kids are probably, the kids that do get involved in that are probably going to talk and stuff like that. And of course, that's like a, that's more of a public school poverty issue. You don't deal with it as much in certain structures and dynamics and stuff. But, knowing that it exists does raise that question to me like when how do you decide when's the right time to speak to your child you know what i'm saying because i feel like for one it would be different with every kid you know see i had the conversation with mine vaguely we didn't go into details but they were watching some cartoon and it was two boys kissing and then instantly they're like ew dad what would you say if i was to do that and then i was like hey love is love However you choose to love is I'll accept any form of it. Like my love isn't like I love you unconditionally. Like I'm not putting conditions on how I'm going to love you. So if if you love Timmy versus Susie, I'm cool with either or. Mm. He's like, really, dad? But I don't want to do that. (laughs) I'm like, hey, listen, the choice is yours. But my love is going to be unconditional for you, regardless of who you choose to lay with. Because at the end of the day, I don't got to lay with him. Like, Mm -hmm. that's who you want to be with. And he was like, I didn't say to lay with you, lay with him part. But he's like, that's cool, dad. And then they just went on to the next thing. It wasn't a big deal. Like, we... I think we vaguely talked about it a few more times when they see things like, oh, hey, there's two girls kissing. Dad, what do you think about that? It's like, I think they having fun. Yeah, and and I think that makes sense, too, because, you know, um, I guess that would be the best way to look at it is, like, making sure you have that good relationship with your kids so that when they do see something, they come to you, and then that's when you would have that conversation. That would... That would make sense to me. And just keep it brief. Like, uh-huh. you know, we don't have to have a long dialogue about it. I don't have to go into intimate details. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to love you regardless of what you choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I, they'll just move on. I think you handled it very well. It's like, you know, you handled it at the at the intellect level that they, you know, they can understand. You know, you answered it at based off their questions, not trying yeah. to expand. Like, nope. Here's what this means, too. And no, it's, you're going to get an answer that you asked me. Then, very like sure. Let them go and what happened? They went playing. Right back to what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> they just fast forward. Kids, kids. It. That's why I don't really like that narrative about, oh, they're lost at that age, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. 
I don't think you're supposed to really find anything at that age. To I be think real. they have questions at that age. Mm-hmm. They're they lost to. when you choose to leave them in the dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you, they, oh, that's too young for you. You can't blah, 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 and just don't answer it and neglect it because either you're uncomfortable or not ready. That's or, what it really is. The mm-hmm. pairs are uncomfortable because mm-hmm. when he first said it, I'm not going to lie, I'm like, <laughs> in all honesty, transparency. Right, and I was like, hey, you know what? Just be real. Like, I try to envision myself as an eight or nine year old in today's society, and the worst thing you can do is hide information. Because if I don't give it to you, TikTok, YouTube, somebody else that's less qualified to give you the information is going to serve you. So mm-hmm. somebody that doesn't care about you, nope, is going to give you information. One hundred percent. Yeah, and it's and it's uh, it's makes me think you know when they do see it on tv it's it's an opportunity you know I, like i was just thinking like when you said it's on tv now right because yep. when we were kids we I, it I was rare you wouldn't no see cartoons it. i seen like mm-hmm. that you know so it's it's preparing yourself for the world versus when i was you know a, a teenager seeing certain things the, the joke was word like oh you're gay you know what i'm saying and, and that was like hateful so we're more we were more bred and think you know think the most high we're past that point now very right. open-minded accepting every loving everybody and loving y'all y'all listen to us but at a point you know it was i, I could have been more ignorant i could have been yeah. slightly hateful and i never really hated anybody for anybody I, but, but it's a hateful but term because gay hateful, represented yeah. bad yeah. Exactly. whatever you say exactly so now when it's up to you and you being open-minded and you're just like oh this is what it is you know they're gonna go into the world and be look like oh no that's just that's just what they choose to yeah. love versus that's not right right you know what I'm saying that's that's wrong that's blasphemy that's so you know it's, it's important parenting yep. is like it's those key moments because those mm-hmm. are going to be things they reference especially mm-hmm. when they're with their friends because mm-hmm. there's always going to be like one kid in that bunch he he doesn't identify as anything but as an adult you see it like oh hey he. He has certain mannerisms. He does this. He does that. Right. I could see this happening. Mm-hmm. You have to coach your kids into understanding that just because bruh is different, you're your own variation of different, too. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to be just as accepting at, as uh, we are with how you are with somebody else in the real world. So, mm-hmm. right. don't judge. Ain't sure. You know, you're no place to. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> But it is crazy, like, the fact that you brought that up. Because I remember being in high school, and you would listen to anything that represented bad. Like, the pizza could be, like, dry. Man, that's gay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, anything. associated everything with it. Like, you took my parking spot. Man, bro, you gay. Like, anything. Mm -hmm. And you didn't understand at, like, 15 or 16 that Mm -hmm. there's really somebody that's gay that's thinking that them being themselves is bad. Like, you associate everything with that lifestyle is being bad. I'm, I'm telling you. You know what? And to all the people that I may have heard me say that in my younger years before I was missing while I was misinformed, I sincerely apologize to you guys. I have evolved. Love is love. Mm-hmm. I appreciate y'all for having patience. Enlightenment is a real thing. Very I nice. always I always find it funny cuz like um I used to have that hard perception too and like one of the biggest things that stood out to me, you know, getting from my dad was like you know, gay people, gay dudes are soft. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So that was like my general understanding of them. And it wasn't like, there wasn't no like hate or anything there. It was just like an acknowledgement that of weakness. that man doesn't meet the man's standards we've got kind of thing. And I remember the first time that was shifted. I can't remember the dude's name, but he was in my chemistry class the second year I took it because <laughs> I was slacking a little bit. But, uh... <clears throat> He had gotten into a conflict. Some people were picking on him, bullying him outside of school. 
and I remember seeing it and like I wasn't close enough immediately to do something I just kind of noticed it I was seeing how it played out you know I've been in them type of situations too so I was watching see how it went homie went into his house got a baseball bat and just started going off on both of them dudes beat the hell out of them (laughs) and me like at that time in my life like I was very geared towards violence you know I was I had just started martial arts and stuff I think I had taken up boxing at least a year by that point so my mindset was really geared towards almost being the violent guy especially during my darker years like I kind of I took that pocket and I embraced it because for whatever reason I felt like that was my role in the group settings and stuff like that and so seeing him do that my first mindset was like Oh, he ain't weak at all. (laughs) Ever since then, like, I think I talked to him, like, the next day in chemistry class, and I talked to him about that situation. We had a good laugh about it. And then that was my homie for the rest of the year. And, like, that point was the shifting point when I started. It was, like, my first realization, like, you know, just because he liked dudes don't mean that he's completely different from me and that he's never going to, you know, fall into my understanding of what a real man is, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Homie was about his 100%. He was straight from the streets just like us. He just chose a different way with his preferences and stuff like that. Uh, but other than that, he was just like one of the other homies. Mm-hmm. Liked the same stuff, sports, all that. That's funny you said that. X, you remember, I'm about to tell this story. I know you probably still remember this, but we used to go to this Planet Fitness off of South Tryon. And my, like, come to Jesus moment for this was when we were, like, maybe 18, 19. And those huge gay dudes that would be at the gym working out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I remember the first time we met them, like, because you're just looking at them at first, like, oh, bro, bro, get it in. I was like, he probably getting all the women. And he's, like, maybe mid-30s. And then he, he started talking. And I was like, the voice didn't match up with what he looked like. And I was like, bruh, y'all can't see my face. But <laughs> we all, it was me, X, and Stokes. And we all locked eyes at the same time. I was like, what? But anyway, after talking to them, they were super cool. They would always volunteer to come over there and uh, <laughs> spot you if you needed it for like the bitch and stuff. And they actually gave us a lot of really good information on like how you can train your muscles. Because bro was an easy 225, 230, Rock. maybe. Yeah. Solid, yeah. Yeah. And he would give us all this great information. It's like, hey, if you're going to spot your, your homie, this is how you need to do this. And when I say spot, we were actually doing bench press. It wasn't like squats or anything like that. But they were just giving out so much game. And if you, I just had to say that because when, when I'm saying spot, it gives wrong imagery. That's not how I went. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go ahead and get this okay. but, <laughs> but they were really good brothers, and just if you would have just like judged them based on their lifestyle, you would have missed out on some good information that mm-hmm. I still use to this day. So that was our moment. Well, that's mine. Yeah. No, I've I've had it. Um, I started young, but and it's really just talking with everybody. Like I said, I've never really been the type to hold hate in my heart for anything I've always talked to people spoke to people anything like that so um, I never really had like the hate of course it was just the conditioning more than anything and I think just the conditioning was this was the main thing just to have the word associated with anything that you don't agree with that is bad like Lamar was saying um, it did hit more well, I think younger 20s converges mainly like um I don't know if you remember like Sterling and the, the people that we used to work with. He was the real, real, real big. Yeah, I remember shit. him. He was cool. There cool was this one guy. What was his? He, 
I don't judge any lifestyle. Again, love is love. But when he introduced himself, he introduced himself as delicious. And I was yeah. like, bro, <laughs> I ain't calling you that. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, man. But yeah, it, it was then, like, when you were just close to it, you just actually just start speaking with people and then you just raise that veil of, like, ignorance and kind of get rid of it. It's just being open minded and then, you know, getting a better understanding of opposed to letting somebody who really doesn't understand just give you that whole idea. Right. This is what it is. No, go find out for yourself. And I did, and you know, so I got, a, I got, I know a good, good little amount. Cause I don't think I have any. Um, I don't have any intersexual friends. I don't have that. I do have um, maybe one or two queer friends, a few gay friends. I don't think I have, to my knowledge, any trans friends. To my knowledge, I don't think I, I do. Well, okay, so would. Okay, I guess I have. But like then again, it's just like my friends. It's like if my friends are my friends, I don't like. Yeah, you know, I don't really classify them like that. It's like, hey, I'm you not sitting counting. You know what I mean? Like, you only count them when you don't have a lot of them. Exactly. <laughs> you, you sit there and count when you when you <laughs> that justification. <laughs> like when you say something that's remotely racist, like, hey, you know what? I got a black friend, so it's okay for me to say this. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, I don't know. Still mm-hmm. just as racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just happen to know black people. <laughs> no, no, and like I say, and and you have that comfortability with your friends when you know that they poke fun, you poke fun. You know, but you know, I love, I love my friends. Man, it just just come down to having conversations, man. Because, like, you know, like when I look at how my friend groups are structured, like, sexuality is the last thing on the list when we talk time and stuff. Like with that, with that dude, we we spent time because there was a place where we identified, and it was the ratchet, violent aspect. But it was something where we were on the same page that opened the door for us to have conversations and learn the type of person that we're dealing with. And it's like when you think about it. That's all your friendships, whether you're intentional about it or not. The people mm-hmm. that that you call your real friends are the people that you've had those conversations with. Right. It ain't just been bullshitting around and blah blah blah. blah. So it's like, you know, I've I got a I got a friend who's like I don't know what he is fully, so I don't want to like butcher it or nothing. I know that he's uh he dresses as a woman now, and. I remember the first time I seen it, it threw me off because dude, like 150% asexual. I ain't never seen him show any interest towards women, men, nothing. He's always been by himself. He don't smile that much. Phenomenal artists like designing and anime and all that stuff. But he's always been a really reserved person. And when I first watched it, or when I first seen the pictures of him just come out of nowhere, he in skirts, got ponytails and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, what is going on? But the second thing that stood out to me in that picture that was the first time I seen that man smile and I don't know how long and I was like oh he been holding this for a minute Mm -hmm. and he finally let that thing out and at that moment I was just like my dog happy now you know what I'm saying like because it was like I literally never see him like he don't he don't like you know we get our laughs out of him and stuff like that but like I don't ever really see him like express himself so it was like that one moment seeing that I was like Mm -hmm. I get it now that's fair you know like we still ain't I still don't know him know him you know like he's been a he's a like a friend in passing more than anything so like I don't know his personal like beliefs or like why he wants to go this way or anything like that mm-hmm. but just seeing it in that moment I was just like seeing him happy yeah you going to the right like path that. for yourself like he was like we were homies all throughout high school like he dated girls all throughout school and um like we kind of lost touch once we graduated which happens to a lot of people and then I just so happened to be on Facebook and I was looking at the pictures and he was hugging a guy. I was like, man, that must really be his dog because he is hugging him pretty tight. And then naturally, just 
like being nosy, I clicked on his profile <laughs> and I started looking at the rest of the pictures. I was like, oh, y'all are dating. It's like, and like you were saying, he was smiling and he looked happy. And I was mm-hmm. like, hey, big dog, my favorite thing is love is love. Do you be happy? If you're happy, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I gave him a light. Actually, I gave him the, the heart and kept on scrolling. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I like to see it. If this is mm-hmm. what you want to do, you got my full support. Like, I'm not judging. I'm happy for you. Yeah. And that reminds me of like one of my good friends like in, in the military. I think it was like my first friend when I went to to Bahrain. And um we just like we just like just clicked and then we were like went out to eat, we went out to the mall, some stuff like that. And um I was like just like making comments about like some of some of the women around. Of course like, right. I'm I'm somewhere Middle East and I'm seeing different stuff. So I'm like, Oh she's like she's fine, look at her, like this is Sinet. And he'd be like, Yeah. <laughs> and then like I, I already caught like wind of it like after a few more like then two more things I tested just to see yeah. and I'm like oh okay homie he's not into women and I was like right, well anyway so we just we out eating and stuff like that then just talking and then he like pops the question he's like hey man I didn't even pop the question. That sounds weird, but like, will you, will you marry me, Xavier? <laughs> oh, you, I was like, you like me? Where's this going? <laughs> no, but he, he was. He, he was just like, hey, like, um, I'm gay, and I looked at him. I was like, yeah, I know. And he was like, how did you know? I'm like, well, it was like I was making comments and like looking at women in a specific way. I noticed you didn't do like the same thing, right? And I did like two more times, and, and I can tell. So I'm like, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like, oh. You know, I just want to be honest. I'm like, well, be it didn't stop anything. I've been doing for like two, three hours now. We chilling. <laughs> what does it matter? So then, you know, it, but it was just like, you know, it's it's sad that you know they kind of have to like hide it in a sense, and mm-hmm. because had I been somebody else, and I, you know, I might have got up abruptly, bro. You, what? See, I think like, when I hear that, I don't think he was. Well, maybe, maybe he was hiding it, but I think for certain people they give you that information so that way if you get seen out with somebody like they're not assuming that you guys are in a date or on a date because and this could happen to like a man and a woman if you're out like people naturally assume that y'all are out flirting y'all are dating especially if you start laughing too hard Mm -hmm. so in passing someone could see him and you will be guilty by association like oh hey I didn't know you were this, this, and this. And he's basically prepping you like, hey, I live this lifestyle. So if someone sees you and you're befriending me, they may look at you the same way. And I think that's solid. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, just giving somebody a heads up. Like, this is what I'm doing. If you're not cool with this, we don't got to be friends. Mm -hmm. That's a good perspective. I think that would have definitely been true if we hadn't been, like, across the world and nobody knew who we were. That's the only thing. But I'm just saying the people that are in the military with you. I'm sure they would probably drift you worse. Nobody was there, really. So it was like, yeah. (laughs) But but you have to say, yeah, that's that's still a good point. Like, if he's giving leeway, I think. But for for the conversation, what it was, it's like, hey. Bro, just like yeah, just so you know, right? Okay, like nobody cares how like how it looks. It's like hey, I'm 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 gay, so I'm not. Yeah. So maybe stop telling me your girl remarks because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> and, uh, and shout out to my homie, man. I see like I love him. That's my one of my brothers too. So because in fairness, because if you keep telling him all this stuff, eventually at some point when that brother that he likes walks by, I'm like damn. Look oh at- no, we got it. I got it back for you. Like, <laughs> and, he would do it, and this is what I mean like the comfort level purposely like I'm a 
fine. This is that. <laughs> but then, like as friends, like I said, it, it's weird because it doesn't it doesn't bother you when you're comfortable with yourself. And this is me speaking yeah. personally. When you're just comfortable, like I know, you know what I like. I know what he like, and we respect that we're friends. My my response is like, well, go holler at him. Then what do you don't just sit and tell yeah. me you scared. Go same thing he would tell me. Like go go talk to her. Then it just became that. So it's like. You know, it, it was funny, but the dynamic of the friendship, how, how it changes, it, it's dope. See, it's dope. for me, like, I'm a less is more kind of person. And this is all across the board, whether it's with, like, way back, if I had, like, homegirls and they were talking, I was like, hey, listen, I don't really want to hear all that. Like, hey, if that's how you want to talk and engage with certain stuff, that's cool. But I don't do it with you. Like so, I really don't want you to do it with me. Like I don't really need. I don't go into details. Well, depending on who I'm talking to, it's rare. But <laughs> I don't really want to listen to that either. Like I don't really want to share my own. I don't really want to hear yours either. But I'm more reserved in that sense. Like I may say, "Oh, well, wait back." Oh yeah, she's fine. But I usually leave it at that. I don't really want to hear the the extra on top of that. Like the he's fine or the she's fine is cool, but you and I think we all know what I mean by extra. Like, man, I would do. I don't want to hear all that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm similar to that. Where you know I don't care to hear all the extra detail. Yeah. Um, but I'm also kind of similar to you, where I'll talk in that encouragement and stuff. But like. I'm more desensitized to that because one of my best friends is pansexual. So anytime she talked to me about anything, it could have been anybody, literally. She's talking about a dude, girl, transsexual, all of it. I'm getting all that information. So it's like at a certain point being that close with her because she would talk to me about her personal feelings and perspectives and what she wants out of things and stuff like that. I got to a point where like those conversations don't bother me at all. Like, I don't want you telling me all the nasty stuff y'all did, but if you talk about, like, what you want to get out of it and yeah, yeah, that's figure cool. things out, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there game with for you. that. Because that's very, still very relatable. Like, mm-hmm. it's still being a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I had this one homie, like, this is way, way, way back in the day. Like, whenever he would hook up with a chick, like, he wanted to give you, like, those extra details. Like, bro, I put my leg up like this. And then, <laughs> like, I'm like, son, listen, the, I don't want to hear all that. I, I, I don't need the imagery. Because, like, whenever someone tells me a story, I instantly see the visual. Right. Like, I'm watching a movie. And I'm like, bro, I don't care if you did your leg like this and you had her leg pressed up. Bro, I don't care. Like... <laughs> Like you can just tell me you have fun and we can move on, mm-hmm. cause that's all I'm gonna tell you. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. keep that shit for in your bedroom space or for your other friends. Now you got some other homies that's like, bro, did you do that? Did you hit her with the ducky? Did you do the camera? Like, <laughs> some people get hyped for that. I ain't the one. And, and my personal experience is the ones that got hype about all that stuff weren't really doing all that stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we trying to prove here? <laughs> well. We'll be back after a short break. Thank you for rocking with us. We out here. We'd like to welcome everybody back to The Floor is Ours. Thank you for the short break. Hopefully everybody's ready to get into it. Main topic. Main topic. So we're going to just start with our three deep breaths, as always. And uh, start on me. In. Out. In. Out. 
in and out. As always, if you are not on the same vibration, the same frequency, you are now on the same vibe, same frequency, moving up. Progress is everything. As always, uh, if you know where to follow us, at The Floor Is Ours. Um, if you have any questions, The Floor Is Ours at yahoo.com. Uh, you know, correct us if need be. If you have something you just want to know or get off your chest. Or if you just don't think we're that big yet. No, nah, we're that big, though. So go ahead and ask a question. <laughs> But no, you definitely just ask, ask questions as we grow. And, you know, we'll, we'll put it right on the show. I do get a lot of feedback, so thank you as always. But for the main topic for today, Brother Jay has someone in his mind, and he's going to share with us, and we are just going to expand. Brother? Uh, all right. So we generally want to talk about expectations today. And my question would be, are your expectations fair to the people you place them on? Including yourself, of course. I like it. I like it. My expectations fair, and um, we've talked about it before. I was thinking, um, thinking of how sometimes we have like expectations on ourselves that we, a lot, a majority of the time, display and project onto others, which can not in the total sense be fair it's like I know what you know I'm capable of and what I would do in certain situations and I do think when I'm around somebody enough and they see me you know handle certain situations a specific way I kind of for whatever reason you know project like hey you know you've seen how I would handle that in a situation I kind of think you would take note and handle it like in a similar fashion I do think that's not fair for those that aren't like immediately involved with you so like my expectations for myself and like my wife for, for one or for my wife's own expectations for her and me would be fall into that category more so like you know I can she can expect me to handle this, uh, something specifically how or how she would want to handle things um, her way and I should know that myself like and be able to move forward like even if she wasn't there to, to handle things in the manner that both me and her are happy I do think, you know, when you practice that so much and which is which is like a healthy relationship, it kind of leaks into like, you know, your life outside of like the home of what you're practicing, like, you know, good expectation and good practice that you need a reminder sometimes like, oh, you know, this person isn't at home with me. They don't know what my expectations are, but I can sit here, project what, what I would expect you to do. Then it doesn't get done. And I'm looking like, why would you think, you know, why, why didn't you do it like this way? Like you. I know you know better than that, so that's like my one take on that. I was thinking as I dropped my phone. Damn. <laughs> Luckily, Damn. it has a case. <laughs> uh. So I was thinking about that as you were saying it. Like, are your expectations fair? It just depends on like what your level of communication is with the people that you're interacting with. Um, especially well for me and I was just thinking about how I interact with people and what my expectations are like I have like two sets of expectations I have like present tense expectations and then I have like the expectations of the future like when you grow and I think sometimes when we're in the mo in these moments we're looking at our future version of expectations of how you're going to grow into this person that I see because I know you have potential and before I have the conversation of where I want you to get I kind of just 
think that you're you can read my mind occasionally like hey well, hey well because i'm thinking this and i see that you could grow and transition into this kind of a person i don't always necessarily verbalize it and i think you're just going to transform magically mm-hmm. even though we're still in present day um so is that fair no i feel like those are the expectations that aren't fair the expectations that you place without a conversation with someone that has not necessarily given you the the giving you the impression that they really want to become whatever it is that you see them as so I have some that are fair then I have some expectations that may not be fair because it's it has not gotten to the point where we've had a conversation about who you are and where you see yourself tomorrow versus how I see you tomorrow mm-hmm. um So to expand on it a little bit, um, I know we talk about there is a difference between like your relationships and stuff versus like your friendships. And it's like, obviously, your friendships, you're not immediately about to have any of these types of conversations with most people. Um, I was thinking about uh, one of my friends was talking about their family and um, they were really upset. And the reason why they were upset was because there was some plan set in motion and the family members last minute bailed out and weren't doing what they said they were going to do. Oh, I'm going to bring ice to this. I'm going to do this to that, blah, 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 blah. And then didn't do it. And they just, they were so upset talking to me like, I can't believe blah, 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 blah. I'm not about to talk to my dad anymore and all these things. And I asked them like, why are you upset? And the reason why I asked that was because as long as I'd known them, their family's always been this way. You know what I'm saying? So in my mind, I was like, you're allowing yourself to be like you're out of your element. You know, you're, you're, you're frustrated, you're angry. And all of this is because people did what you knew they were going to do because you expected them to do something else. You know, and that's when I asked her, I was like, do you think that your expectations are really fair in that regard? Because it's like, yes, on one hand, it's your family. So we all have this this mindset of this is what family does. This is what family should do. You know, I should be able to rely on them for this and for that and blah, blah, blah. Um, But her particular family has never been like that. So at what point do you let go of these expectations you can still have like I look at it as you can still have like these certain core values and stuff like for myself I have expectations for myself I have expectations for my family based on our dynamic and stuff like that but it's like we're already there mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and, and and we honestly built that you know my expectations have changed over the last probably drastically over the last two or three years you know what i'm saying and since they've changed luckily my family has changed with me so you know i've been blessed to be in a position where my expectations are upheld i can hold my end of things i hold their expectations so on and so forth Mm -hmm. but we've had that conversation you know so many times they've had these conflicts and they never had these conversations. It's like realistically, even if they did have the conversations, these people might not change and stuff. So it's like, at what point do you protect your own energy when other people aren't aligned with where you need them to be? And I know that's, uh, I guess that's the general question right now because I know uh, it's different 
you know, with your friendships, there's a lot of things you can let go and be, oh, all right, you know, I'll see you on the flip side. All right, I can't bring you to these types of things, blah, 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 we still cool. But when it comes to like your family members and stuff like that, at what point does that change? And when it changes, is it like I can't mess with the family anymore or is it just you be you type of thing? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, I think that's very true. Um, I think one thing I'm, I'm thinking about a lot too and a part of the you know the ex- expectation portion of it all as far as you know what you expect from like yourself and other people's uh, do you meet you know expectations for yourself first because you know I was looking at the word expectation and like started getting to like the etymology about it like breaking it down and everything like that and you know a part of that word is like to wait and deter an action so it's like you know what it what are you waiting for exactly and are you in a good spot to have these expectations if they weren't met like the first time you know when you said like your friend had expectations for the family to do such and such at this specific time it's like well have they met that before the gun the one good question or one of many that you probably have for them was like you know what what are you upset about have these like expectations been met and i do think um when you the first thing you need to do really do is meet your own expectations first to have an understanding of what it's like to to meet it to to have actual real expectations and can you even afford to have the ones that you have you know are you being realistic with your expectations for one because I, I can't imagine like me not knowing or me not meeting my own expectations for one and then putting them on somebody else and expecting them to meet that when I've never even seen you know the result or the actual finished result of meeting expectations in the first place. So are you really being fair? And and like I said, one part of the etymology to one part of the etymology to the root word was that waiting. What you know, what are we waiting for? The expectation that you had for yourself, did you did you meet it? Did you finish it? Did you get to that point? And now any expectation moving forward, can you now you can actually have an expectation I've been here before I know what it is it's not just an idea it's not something that was just fed to me or something I believe is going to happen it's more so I know what I'm capable of I expect that result to be there again not just I believe this is going to happen I think this should come to me I expect these things to come to me no 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 meet that goal the first time Mm -hmm. so that expectation keep rising and then if you know what it looks like then you put that on to somebody else but if you are expecting something from somebody in the same sense that hasn't met the first time you, the first expectation you put onto them, what more results are you looking for? You know what I'm saying? I agree. I think it's really the the first step is having faith because I feel like that's the 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 foundation for everything. Like when I look at how I have expectations for myself before I've done anything. I can I can see it. I have a vision. I know where I want to be. I can see it, but I have no evidence to prove that I'll actually get there. So you have to have the faith. And then right above that is the work that you have to put in. So sometimes we do create unrealistic expectations for our family members, for our friends, because we have faith in them because I love you. If I love you, I can see you being successful. Mm -hmm. If I love you, I can see you treating me the right way. And I feel like you would do that because if I love you, I feel like you should love me, too. And not just love me the way that you want to love me, but love me and speak the language that I need to be able to hear. But 
unfortunately, a lot of times we have so much faith in so many different things, people, jobs, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but they never work for us. And like, at what point do you say, hey, you know what? As much faith and as much love as I have for you, I can still rock with you, but I'm not going to create unrealistic unrealistic expectations for either one of us because it creates animosity because you're never going to live up to what I want you to be because Mm -hmm. (laughs) the faith that I have in you Mm -hmm. never translated into work. And it's really hard to detach away from something like that. Like if I've spent time with you, I've had conversations with you. We've been to war together. We fought together. Like we've been successful together. Like you just can't imagine somebody you've done all these things with, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's your family, especially with family, because you feel like they're obligated to do things. And that's the thing that we have to get rid of is that entitlement. Just because you're around me every single day does not mean you're going to work for me. We got we were just laughing about this a few minutes ago. Like there's somebody at your job (laughs) that's getting paid to work and they don't work up to their potential or the faith that you have in them. So at what point do you say, hey, you're not working out. Let me remove you from this role. It's like, are you built for it? Can you handle it? Mm-hmm. And it's we were laughing about it. Like, but it's a real question. Are you prepared to do the things that it's going to take with the work to become better for me and not just better for me, better for yourself? Because the expectations I have for you are for you to be a better version of you, not just for me, but separate from me. So even if you're like you get traded or you get fired or you, we divorce. I still want to see you become successful regardless on if it's attached to me directly or not. But you got to start looking at are your expectations realistic? If somebody's effing up at work every single day, maybe you need to change the role that they have or change what you're asking them to do because it's not fair. That's when it becomes not fair. When you see them struggling with something and you still have not changed the expectations of what you have for them, the faith doesn't have to change, but the expectations have to change because, mm-hmm. hey, I gave you this test. Mm-hmm. You're consistently failing it. I gave you a study guide. You're not looking at your study guide. Do you really give a F about passing? I can't care more about it than you do. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to fail you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um, I feel like I was about to say something, but I was also getting into that speech. Uh, <laughs> I <hate> like that. <laughs> um, now, um, I really think uh, the most important part to me is how you handle yourself. You know, um, when you have expectations, especially if you're somebody that has strong expectations and beliefs, like everybody should move like this or, you know, uh, you know, those people that are like, oh, anybody can do anything. You just mm-hmm. got to get up and do it. Blah, blah, blah. So it's like it's important when to me, when you have expectations of other people to figure out how to meet them halfway. You know, like even if even if there's not that's not directly what they're looking for. If you know you're missing something out of something, I used to hate them people that'd be like, "Oh, why you don't talk to me anymore?" Blah blah blah. And your first response is like, yeah, "It's a two way street. <laughs> you can hit me up too." But it's yeah. like the reality is, like I I feel like at one point when I was like maybe high school and stuff, I wasn't that much different. It's just mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you ain't talked to me for two three days. What you don't like me no more?" Blah blah blah. And I had to learn, like, at some point, it was just like, why don't I just talk to him? 
Why, why does the conversation have to open up with why you ain't doing this no more? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's a two way street. So I'm just going to get up and talk to you. Now, yeah. if you don't respond, if you're not receptive and the conversation doesn't go where I want it to go, that's kind of different now. It's like, all right, uh, maybe we wasn't as tight as I thought we right. were, blah, 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 blah. But at least at that point, I know that I did my part as a friend based on my understanding of what a friend needs mm -hmm. to be. So I'm not just sitting here saying, why you ain't being a better friend to me? I'm making the effort to be the exact friend that I expect from you prior to putting that over your head, if it's, at all. It's funny you said that, because that was you and I in high school. It's like, mm -hmm. if I don't hit Julian up, I'm not going to hear from this brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was but, the worst. <laughs> but, but it's funny, though, because like every friend has to have a specific role, and it's just like being on a team. Like Somebody got to get the rebounds, somebody got to score, somebody has to set up the assist. Don't be afraid of what your role is in whatever relationship that you're in. Like, I knew that if, hey, you're my homie, I want to talk to you, I'm not going to leave the conversation with, man, you don't hit me up. Hey, mm -hmm. you're here right now. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what we've missed. I don't want to talk about why you didn't call me, why I didn't call you. That's mm -hmm. irrelevant to the point. Like, understand what you represent in that relationship, that job or whatever, and be the best version of you in that situation. We don't got to be the same. Mm -hmm. Like. I can be full of energy sometimes. Sometimes the homies ain't got that. Mm. Like, <laughs> so I take advantage of what I'm good at. Like, you guys are good at calming. Like, sometimes all it takes is that one text like, hey, bro, what you doing now? If you don't hit me back after a couple of times, now that's on you. Mm -hmm. But my role is to initiate the conversation. And then from there, it can flow however it's supposed to flow. But mm -hmm. I'm not going to create the expectation for you to do that. Because if I did, I'd be angry and upset. And I realized that because what you said made me laugh. Because I was like, I remember I said that once. I was like, man, this fool don't ever hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you did call me out. And I think I got better for a little bit. You did. But, you feel right off because that ain't natural to you <laughs> but see and that's the thing that's the other side of it too because like honestly I was spoiled by people like you and James I always had that mindset in the back of my mind where it's like um, it's like oh they gonna understand if I gotta figure out my stuff or mm -hmm. I gotta focus on this or I don't wanna answer this right now they get me so they understand blah 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 it took dealing with like other friendships, people that are not accepting of that at all, people that genuinely were just like, yo, what the hell is wrong with you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You do this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it took that for me to realize, like, huh, you know, a lot of people don't like this. But you know what that anger is, though, really? Because it's mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm struggling with something, mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter whatever it is, but like, as a friend, you're like, hey, that's where the resentment comes from. I think that's what anybody, it's like, hey, I'm struggling, and you're not reaching out to me mm -hmm. to see what's going on with me. Now I gotta put on the smile and say, hey, how are you doing? Really, I don't give a fuck. I want you to ask me how I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how that situation <laughs> is. And it's, it's, I don't know if it's fair, because it's not fair because you never know what that other person has going on and mm -hmm. the world doesn't revolve around you and your issues. And that's, that's that moment of growth where you're like, Oh, Hey, you know what? Maybe I still do need to ask this person how they're doing. And eventually in that conversation, that's where patient come, patience comes. Mm -hmm. And that's from like becoming a little bit more mature to allow a, a conversation to really grow and to unroll. It doesn't always have to be like, instant mm -hmm. like sometimes you may have to do a little small talk to get to where you want in that conversation you may have to navigate through and then you end up finding out that y'all are going through the same thing mm -hmm. separate different differently but you're still experiencing similar situations right. so hey to all my homies out there if your role is to text first you better text your people first because <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it like this i'm an extremist 
what happens when you can't send that text anymore? You're going to wish, hey, because life is full of opportunities, but opportunities are consistently taken from people that don't take advantage of them when it's in front of them. Mm-hmm. So you could be that same person that's just like everybody got a homie like this. Like mm-hmm. they talk about what they could have done in 1998, how they could have made different decisions that they never actually followed through on because they had potential, they had faith, but they had no work ethic. And listen, I got faith that I want my friendships to work. I got faith that I know y'all y'all rock with me. I love you. But I also have to realize that I have to be willing to work. And being work, well, sorry, working can't be just like, hey, it can't be conditional. I got to always be willing to work regardless of how I feel. Because at the end of the day, a part of being in a friendship, a relationship is understanding there's going to be work. Mm-hmm. And your feelings can't dictate how hard you work because mm-hmm. somebody needs you out there. 100%. So it's like, I had to learn from those people, but I I also feel like I would have learned quicker if y'all were more like that because of the connection that we had. So it's like when these other people triggered it, it was usually people that like I'm not that close to anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I was trying to build a friendship, but it took me like after a few of those, I'm like, you know, if I actually want these friendships, I got to get outside of myself and do a Mm -hmm. little bit more. I have to put myself in some of these spaces, you know, even with, uh, with the music stuff. I was the person in the group that literally only showed up when it was time for a show. That was it. And I left as soon as the show was done. (laughs) And I never, I had never taken the time to process the part of engaging with fans and Mm -hmm. and, and connecting with people and being there to support the team outside of blah, 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 because, you know, I was super antisocial. So it was like that, that, oh shit moment had to come where it's like yo if you really want to be a part of this you have to do a little more we understand where your comfort levels are mm-hmm. we understand what what's preferable to you but you're talking about being in this space with mm-hmm. these people and these people in this space except expect a certain type of energy mm-hmm. you know but it was a growing process and I'm still growing in those areas because I still <laughs> and text messages still slip past me sometimes do they <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny though like you can have funny expectations too like and I'll be completely transparent like I'll send a text in this group chat that we all have and my expectation is you're not going to respond <laughs> and I'm okay with it I laugh I'll look and I I also have another expectation out of X now if he don't text back something wrong mm-hmm. like because he's always in his phone like it's a five minute uh, grace period and then I see a text from X uh, the funniest thing that I toss at the X is I was thinking about this is like the flip side of saying hey you don't hit me up and then another part of me that I also realized I'm a ball of energy for about 15 minutes and then I'm over in the corner and I'm chilling. <laughs> so if you always hit me up, you create expectations of me to respond back to. <laughs> and I started to realize, I was like, hey, you know what? I might like this shit a little bit more than I thought I did because if I, I, full transparency, I had a friend that would hit me up every single day and I used to say to him what I said to you. And I was like, hey, he ain't gonna hit me up. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'll hit you up. And then he flipped the script on me. He started hitting me up every single damn day. And I was like, damn, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Stop texting me. <laughs> you ain't got no other friends. Well, I was like, you're draining no. all my energy life. <laughs> Shade will be like, hey, what you over there doing? Who you talking to? I was like, I'm talking to bro. He don't know when to let this go. <laughs> He's trying to prove a point right now. Said, Pro- point is proven. I'm done. Like He said to hit you up. <laughs> I ain't mean this much. Twice a week is good, big dog. And it would be all day conversations. Like, I'll wake up 
and I, this is, I love this brother. I ain't talked to him in a while, though. But it would be from 8 a.m. to about 8 p.m. And, like, they would be beep, 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 beep. I'm at work. I'm like, they're like, hey, is your wife hitting you? I'm like, no, nah, that's my dog, man. He must be bored. <laughs> <laughs> he bored every day like that. He need a job. Like, he at work. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so one thing that was going through my mind here and everything, too, um, I like that, that Jay said is I think um, – you know, if we if we like start thinking like where do our even like our expectation expectations come from, and like a, a while I was, as we're speaking, I'm thinking of a lot of like comfort. You know, one thing that we we mentioned is like if there was a a comfort that was met first that created you know your expectation for mm-hmm. something for one. So I think you know when you dial that and you apply it to like to self as well, most ex- expectations are come from come from some form of comfort. You know, when you, you know, apply it to self, I don't think a lot of people, even when it comes career, money, whatever it may be, these expectations are coming again from, you know, where I'm comfortable thinking that one thing people are uncomfortable with that we spoke before is like failure for one. Mm-hmm. So, no, a lot of people don't go into go into almost anything expecting to fail. You may have an idea of it. You know, you may accept that, you know, it's a possibility, mm-hmm. but nobody's really truly committing into something I expect to not expect this not to happen now you have your few you have your few that, that do accept and fully go in knowing okay you know this is a reality you know I, it can happen here I'm actually doing this for more so the experience than to rather win the race like I know I'm not going to win this race mm-hmm. but you know I'm here for the experience to gain something from it and you know then that's a whole you know different type of mindset as it is but I guess you know the a good question do you guys think or do you agree that you know most expectations come from either some form of comfort or they're like taught to you at the same time I don't know if it comes from I think it comes from the idea of wanting to be comfortable like that's where like the expectations for me come like because usually it's things that I think that would help me relax. These mm-hmm. are things that I think would bring me peace. I haven't necessarily experienced them. Sometimes you see it on TV, mm-hmm. TV shows, or you've seen it in like your friends' relationships. You're like, oh, hey, I want that. This will bring me this. But you don't understand that's what we're talking about on the other side. That expectation comes with some consequences, too. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you may get that, but this also comes along with it and we don't always think about the baggage that comes along with the expectations that you have especially if you've never necessarily experienced them you're just living like vicariously through someone else now if it's something that you've already experienced then yeah it would be that yeah yeah I guess it's about the same Um, comfort and experience like you know, I think a lot of people when you when you first meet somebody and y'all have a lot of fun, mm-hmm. you expect to always have a lot of fun with that person. <laughs> That's where a lot of people get me messed up. Yep. They, <laughs> they'll find they'll find me in my element. Like we'll yeah. be in a good and it's usually when I'm with the homies. Like mm-hmm. if we're in a vibe where it's a lot of my homies there, you might see me show out a little more. And people will see that and they immediately expect, Oh, every time we hang out with Jay, it's gonna be like this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nah, I'm the one that stays at home and reads. Like <laughs> <laughs> Don't fall in love with this character. Yeah, I like this all the time. <laughs> that's one. Th- hey, that's my fifteen minutes of energy. And then, yep, see, <laughs> same way, Brick. No, same way. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's for me. It's always. It's always reserved for like the homies and stuff because I don't my social media is really low like and that's just with everybody it's no disrespect to nobody it's just me personally it doesn't take long for me to get tired of talking to people and it's like the only Mm -hmm. thing that changes that is very specific topics like if we're talking about 
like books I like or psychology mm-hmm. topics that I like, I, you see how the podcast go. That's yeah. why this go this way because these are the type of conversations I have with my homies. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And anything outside of that, it won't hold me for too long. No. I'm already I'm already in my head thinking about the next thing I want to do. You got me for two minutes yep. tops. <laughs> <laughs> you actually got to pull my attention to really keep me out there like that. But um, so I guess like from that angle it would be a bit of a comfort thing because mm-hmm. people are they're finding something in you that either they need or, or they want or they like so on and so forth and we're doing the same thing with everybody else mm-hmm. you know my video game friends we spend a lot of time because we started playing video games together we right. enjoy playing video games together so I expect us to have a fun experience mm-hmm. every time we hop on those things but I'm not expecting I'm not expecting deep talks with every one of them. You mm-hmm. know, that dynamic is that particular dynamic. Mm-hmm. And then you got other people. We might have our first conversation would have been some deep off the wall mm-hmm. stuff. Now I have that expectation. Every time I talk to you, we're going to have something to go there. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But at least in those dynamics, like with the talking stuff, it's real easy for me to contribute the energy to get what I want out of that. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff, it's it take a lot more because mm-hmm. it's like I do there is a comfort level obviously that I can get to with with being social and going out and stuff like that but like again it's so like it's select people Mm -hmm. that I've built other connections with so their energy pulls that out of me Mm -hmm. you know and it's not even that I expect it of you guys it's just that's where it is if I don't have it that day then I'm like all right (laughs) y'all love you I'll holla at you (laughs) that goes into what everyone is saying though like there is an expectation there mm-hmm. and because we know you we know what to expect as well mm-hmm. so when that meter starts to get low we can start the transition into something else that'll recharge I feel mm-hmm. like that's the biggest thing like because my meter gets low too but being around people like y'all or certain people at my job or just my family in general y'all know what to do to recharge me mm-hmm. like you can instantly pick up on it and that's an expectation too like I expect for you if you see me low like how sometimes I'll say hey I said X big dog I don't feel like it today now nah, come on let's go do it that's a recharge that's an expectation that's a good point if you see me struggling my expectation of a family family member or friend is you need to recharge me however it is you got to do it so mm-hmm. if if you my dog if you see me struggling you need to say hey you know what man I know you want to take this day off but we already planned for this treat mm-hmm. it like work what did you say when we were uh, when I was driving to pick up the food I was like hey I don't know man everybody gonna be late today you know what we might as well just call nah big dog hey man you know what it's gonna be smooth Hey, you know, go ahead and get that food. <laughs> and before I know it, I'm hype. And X does not have a hype voice at all. He's just like, yo, your son, go ahead and do that. And I'm, in my mind, I'm here like, yeah, go get that. Let's go, let's go. I'm like, yeah, I needed that recharge. And mm-hmm. that's what we do for each other. Like, right. if you see your homies running late, you see your homies struggling with something, the the unspoken expectation, and we ain't never really out, out, said it out loud, like, hey, big dog, you know, I need you to do this. No. You can read that because mm-hmm. you're around that person all the time. Mm-hmm. So you naturally pick up on things. And this is where you can kind of get in trouble if you're in a relationship to where you think that person's always going to naturally pick up on it. See, it's three of us here. So mm-hmm. if X don't pick up on it, I can pick up on it. Right. Mm-hmm. There's only two of y'all in the household. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to pick up everything. So listen, wifeys, I'm speaking for all of us. If we don't pick up on something, baby, we sorry. <laughs> we can't see and feel everything, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to miss some stuff. But you know, it's all love. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that's, that's good, brother. That is good. And, and it, another thing that came to my mind was like, yeah, like, like I said earlier, you know, you can have the expectations, but they got to be the action behind it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because then 
you know, your expectations here, let's say it's neutral, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I understand you to a point and your expectations are always high for the people that you know. Mm-hmm. You can count on me to recharge you, I can count on you to recharge me, right? So let's just say our expectations are neutral. Now, I'm known, you, us three are known for getting this thing done. So my mm-hmm. expectations are always here. I expect you to have it here. You know, now if you're presenting something and you're like, hey, I'm going to do it, then you never do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're consistent on not doing it. It's funny how like, now your expectation is still there, mm-hmm. but it's, it, it falls to this other side of the, of the you know, <laughs> other side of the scale where it's like, right. you know, so there's, there's expectations for everything, but now it's either you're going to have a, okay, let's see if this person does it, you know, where they, where they lie with it. Either now expect you to do it because I've seen you do it before mm-hmm. and I'm going to hold you more accountable or I didn't really expect you to do that in the first place. Facts. I'm not sure why I even asked you. <laughs> I'm not surprised you're that it's not done. And it's funny <laughs> that there can be expectations behind inconsistencies as well. It's like, That's oh, hey, you saying. know what? Exactly. I, I know you're a 50-50 guy. I usually lead with that. <laughs> what do I say? Like, hey, listen, I'm 95% there. I leave a small margin of error so your expectations are not at 100. Mm-hmm. But like, and it just goes to so and back it again. Like, you know, every every expectation has to have, like, comes from an action. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, there's still the waiting in there. You know, you're waiting for, like, for the action, but ultimately the action has to be there. Thanks. You're either going to put the action forward that's going to have me have a good expectation of you or the action is going to be there or hardly there to it's like you know I, I know this isn't yeah. gonna get done like, it's a negative expectation I, you know too. I mean? so they it, exist too <laughs> yeah, very yeah. much so very much so I was gonna say for now you have something to say too brother yeah I was just thinking cause interesting point with that like when I was saying I don't really got expectations of y'all and like the way Lamar just presented it have, had me thinking of the subconscious aspect of it and it's like there absolutely are expectations mm-hmm. I just don't I just don't verbalize them cause like mm-hmm. one for example is with you I have the expectation of you keeping me from being ratchet. Because <laughs> every time my mind is in some off the wall place, I shoot a text. And it's like, I don't even, it don't even be that crazy of a text off gate. It's it just, doesn't. I open up a conversation and it's like, I'm not thinking about it that way at the time. I'm thinking in my head, oh, I'm, I'm about to mess homie up, you know what I'm saying? Like, blah, 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 blah. But I just text X and then he start talking, what's going on? So I lay out everything. And by, <laughs> by the end of the conversation, I'm cool again. <laughs> See, but I it's like I don't do it like that. Yeah, I don't think about it like that. In that moment, it's like it's 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 a subconscious instinct to just mm-hmm. text X mm-hmm. anytime I'm in a hostile place and stuff. And I even notice it like at work, like if I'm in my head, I'm not even thinking about I'm in my head. I'm still just working, but it's running. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that it's showing on my face until he walk up, yo, you good? Everything mm-hmm. straight? And when he says it, that's what it triggered to me, like, oh, this is projecting. You know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like at that point is I'm start I'm able to start unpacking easier and breaking it down and mm-hmm. stuff. But that's because of the role that you've always had in my life pretty much. Um, especially when we was uh early on the video games and stuff because right, I'm pretty right. sure I was in some shit all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. I, you know, that, that game was literally my stress relief because I come in there mad. Like, <laughs> I was laying into everybody. <laughs> See, mine is usually different. Like, my expectation is laughter. So if something funny happens, hey, bro, let me tell you this story. Yeah, yep. so, and so I'm expecting you to laugh with me. <laughs> and if you don't laugh, like, bro, you had a rough day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you know it's real when I'm just like, oh, where? That's 
right. so now we got to create a whole different conversation like hey big dog what you going through because mm-hmm. clearly this shit was funny <laughs> you usually laugh at this I right. expect you to laugh at it so yeah. why you ain't laughing <laughs> I came here for my knees but alright I guess you got something <laughs> see I, I step into every conversation kind of like that with people it's like I already have these expectations of what I need you to do in this this situation like so I need you to be available for this. I might, I might not always verbalize it to you, but in my mind, it's at the forefront. Like, oh, you know what? I like just like with um, the gym. So everybody assumes every workout is going to be a good workout just because you get up and go. The, the people that don't consistently have that routine is like, oh my god, you must have so much fun while you're doing that. No, nah, not really. I mean, I've struggled to get up this morning. I didn't really feel like going. My expectation isn't always to have fun, but it's always to be available. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm available for it. So, and I think that's the same thing with like friendships and relationships. Like, you may not always be the best. Like, you may not be 100% involved in whatever it is that I'm talking about, but the availability. Sometimes you can lie. You can trick somebody into believing something just like when people see me smiling at the gym like, oh, he always happy. Mm-hmm. See, I need to be like him. Mm-hmm. The whole time I'm like, man, fuck this shit. Like, <laughs> but yeah, like, mm-hmm. his perception doesn't always have to be reality and sometimes thinking that somebody understands, hell, sometimes you may not even understand what I'm talking about. Maybe you've never experienced it but the availability to mm-hmm. try, yeah. like the effort, the work, that's the thing that we're talking about the most. That's the thing that you can't skip out on. You don't gotta be great. You just have to be available and be willing to try. That's okay. it. Yeah, they, that, that's another good point, too, like how, you, how perception, you know, creates expectations. So mm-hmm. just like you said, even the other morning we went, yesterday morning, yesterday morning was it we went? Yep. You know, being probably the only people in there, like work, working and laughing. Mm-hmm. You know? So the energy is always good. And every time it's like that, everybody in the gym looking, what are they doing? They ain't doing they're, shit. They're, they're, they're not even <laughs> lifting. <laughs> you know? So, you know, it's like, a, it's it, and some other people see the work still going. So it's yeah. funny, like an expectation looks like, oh, look, they're over there laughing, they're not even getting it in. These people, they come in right. here at 5 a.m. wasting time. Because everybody has you, a different expectation. Exactly, yeah. you know, the people expect them to come in, work, get it done. Now, like we came in there and had fun. Yeah, this is the remix. Created mm-hmm. a good atmosphere and, and still kept, kept the work going. Facts. But, you know, it's also that perception again. You know what I'm saying? Perception everything when you project your expectations onto someone else and you assume because I'm not doing it your Mm -hmm. way that my way won't work right Mm -hmm. and you're gonna get yourself upset because you know how many people do that like in in the work field or the workspace where it's like it's more than one way oh I see it and they'll go home with it too (laughs) they're gonna tell their wife their kids everybody about it because they sat at work the whole time not knowing fully, you know, what, what this other person is doing. The other person looks like they're just standing there. Mm-hmm. You know, for one's like, why is we're doing what they're supposed to be doing? I think that's the most <laughs> upsetting thing to somebody when we why get the same amount of work done and you had to work a little bit harder than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mad, huh? Yeah, I did that. <laughs> you, you had that expectation, right? Yep. That we, oh, we're both going to be here. Yeah, we got to work. We got to work you know, the, you know, the biggest thing that... To, to tie it all into is like just speaking about it like you know nobody knows what you expect unless you talk about it mm-hmm. so it's not fair it, it ultimately and that goes back to your question again is it is it fair unless you talk about it and let somebody know fully what it is no it's it is never not gonna be fair, fair. relationships mm-hmm. any type of relationship at work no matter what it is you know what I'm saying? it's not fair especially when you're just only going off perception mm-hmm. if you don't know something specifically and you just have an idea of what you see and you're coming up with whatever reason you, you believe what you believe, you're wrong most of the time. Oh, you're, not, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You're not doing the work to go actually, you know what, well, maybe why is it like this? Mm-hmm. What's, 
maybe there's a reason it's like this the is, is always so important and this looks like this doing nothing <laughs> never working it's disgusting yeah, you know and then you create you get that I'm doing all this myself I'm the only one working here and that's dangerous that's because very, once you start getting in that mindset you start isolating yourself from everybody you because yep, you yep. find the negative in everything it's like and then, oh and then that, and then that energy exudes mm-hmm. yep. very quickly so you, you you start seeing that person walking around <laughs> huffing and puffing and moving quick I'm gonna do this get this done or they may not even be as like Mm-hmm. as visual as that they may internalize everything and they may be smiling and plotting a downfall against you just because of what they believe based off of what they see but we all know what you see ain't real baby mm-hmm. everything ain't the same it's like don't mm-hmm. trick yourself no, and that's how it happens every time you trick yourself into believing mm-hmm. these unrealistic expectations of somebody else like how they got to where they're at mm-hmm. why you're not where you're at like right. somebody doesn't want to see you in when you mm-hmm. really ain't been working as hard right. or maybe you've been working too hard and you haven't been working smart the other person's working smart as you're working hard right. and you, you envy that cause like he ain't doing this he ain't that you start trying to throw every little shot you can at their resume versus asking them how they got to where they're at I'm telling you that conversation of like hey I need you there it is you Mm -hmm. had something to say I was about to say something else but no I was gonna say like imagine you know you not having the one perception for one and mm-hmm. then you know you're always going to just go off of what you know your, your senses what you mm-hmm. see what you hear what you feel about your feelings blah, blah, blah. Yep. if you're going off of what you see all the time imagine you just couldn't see it for one you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying now, now what you're going to go off of you're going to go off of what you hear right mm-hmm. now do we hear things correctly all the time nope telephone <laughs> <laughs> Don't right. remember that me, game. Yep. Call me. <laughs> exactly. So now look, look what, what are we trusting and what are we going off these expectations from? Are you, mm-hmm. you just trusting your senses? I see it, I hear it, I know. Yeah. Do you know? Did you dig in? Did you do your research? You shallow, huh? DYR, do your research. Super shallow, baby. You super shallow, baby. You stay, away, about, you stay away from the deep end, don't talk you? Talking about you drowning, your feet ain't in it. <laughs> that water too cold. You ain't built for that life. How do you know the water's cold? It looks cold. My peaky toe touched it. <laughs> oh, oh, it looks cold, huh? Okay. Yeah, they over there having fun swimming. I don't even like swimming. Like, have you tried? No. But it looked like it. Be fun. People drown. I've seen it. I've heard and read about it. But the, Sharks you know, in that water. And like the other year, you know, your, your senses can trick you, man. Yep. Definitely. Trick you out of some very good uh, positions, very mm-hmm. good opportunities, mm-hmm. very good friendships. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. yep. just from you telling yourself it's something that it's not. Right. You know. And you could be right, though. Okay, so there is a flip side to that. No, you're right. Everything you're feeling, you could very much so be right about, but don't convict them before you get the evidence. Like, at least try it. Mm-hmm. Like, now, if you tried and it doesn't turn out the way you thought it was going to turn out, okay, charge us to the game and keep on moving. But now you know for sure. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want any doubt. Like, I don't want to look at something five years from now thinking to myself, damn, I really could have made a major play, but I psyched myself out. I created these mountains out of pebbles and I really could have done something big. But I talked myself out of it. Mm-hmm. That's real. That's- One thing that I was going to say, because you were talking about this earlier, it's like people are, um, they have struggles with failure. I feel like people have like struggles with public failure. Like no one wants to be seen failing mm-hmm. and everybody looking at them. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that guy we were talking about Especially earlier. Especially hype it up. Yeah. Like I think he would have been a little, he would have handled that a little differently if the world or well, his version of the world didn't see what he was going through because mm-hmm. if I can have surgery and heal on my own and you don't got to see me with a limp 
it, it hits a little different versus like all the homies seeing you walk around like, damn, man, what's, what's wrong, man? Mm-hmm. I don't want pity. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times that comes along with someone seeing you fail publicly mm-hmm. because what were we all saying about Big Dog? Man, you know, he really has this. We were we were giving him pity and laughing at him at the same time, too. But we were giving him some pity. And that's what makes the situation worse. <laughs> now it's going to be hard to look at you in the face because you pity me. Mm-hmm. You pity children and people that, you know, that mm-hmm. can't handle stuff. Mm-hmm. Now you question so many different things coming to play with that. It does. It does. Like, and I, even like when I said it earlier, like, like people don't expect failure. I, I think to even to a certain extent with that, I have to like dial back because, you know, if you really looking into something and, and doing it and accepting that, you know, I might not make it, you got to expect some type of failure. Right. So I did like just think about that too a little bit too. Like, no, you know, you, you can actually expect failure and still move forward. It's mm-hmm. brave. I don't know if a lot of people do it, you know, when there's, when there's, a, when there's just an expectation of you're just going to get it you know there's there's more so you you chasing it but if there's any tail or any hint of failure mm-hmm. most a lot of people are mostly mm, well, you I just can't care about how you may look. Sh- yeah you may shy away from it but that's just how much commitment you know you have mm-hmm. to it too and and where you looking for your for your sources for right. you know what you expect to get from this once again we're in a society that likes instant gratification that likes mm-hmm. you know the the stuff right now so they're looking for like we've seen those other episodes they're looking for that the goal now mm-hmm. without the work so you expect oh I expect to get it now if I do it like this mm-hmm. you know now you once again you gotta put that action in chasing for shortcuts mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's the um I mean, that's the ideology of the entrepreneur, though. Mm-hmm. Like, when it comes to failure, you have to have an expectation of failure to be a successful entrepreneur. Because mm-hmm. most, like, most of these guys, when they start out, they're just starting out. Mm-hmm. You're winging it at the end of the day. You can know everything you need to know about structuring a business, blah, blah, blah. You still got to get people to buy the product. You still got to get it to the right people that actually appreciate the product that you're giving and stuff like that. So you're going to have a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. You're going to, in most cases, you're going to lose a lot of money before you actually start making a lot Facts. of money. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like off gate, you know, thinking about what you're saying about how most people can't take that type of failure. That's why most people can't follow that type of advice. You know how a lot of people these days are like, oh, everybody should start their own business. You know, just do this, get your own, blah, blah, blah. Everybody isn't built like that because they're not prepared to take on the negative right. sides of going down that path, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's That's like true. looking at it like, because as an entrepreneur, that was one of the things I would always say to myself. It's like, you have to be crazy enough to think it's going to work, but you also have to be sane enough to know that it may fail. And it's, it's, it's yep. a weird feeling knowing mm-hmm. that, hey, I want this. I know this is going to work. But in the back of my mind, hey, if this doesn't work, I'm prepared for that, too. Mm-hmm. And I got to keep that same hunger even though it's not panning out the way I want to. It's like, right. you got to have faith in yourself regardless of what the situation mm-hmm. is. And the, there was this quote from T.D. Jakes. He was like, hey, I need you to still keep working even when it's not paying off. I still need you to keep showing up to work. I need you to still keep showing up to the gym even when the scale says you gained five but you were supposed to lose 15. Like, I still need you to keep showing up. Mm-hmm. And, and those are the things that you have to pay attention to. Like, hey, you know what? There's no evidence. There's no results. I don't see the pro. Well, you can see the progress. You just got to measure it differently. Right. But I got to stay locked in regardless of what is coming to me right now because mm-hmm. it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And like you were saying, we want the, the instant gratification. Yeah. Knowing that if it comes to you quickly, we all know it leaves quickly too, because you don't mm-hmm. learn anything when you get it fast. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And it dials down to the action has to be in there. So, for listeners, please, you know, have realistic expectations, and are your expectations fair for those around you? If you're if you're holding anybody 
up to it or even yourself you know I, I said it earlier you know I can't I can't have an expectation for myself to set a goal you know and without having action to meet it I can't just wait a lot of time and expectation could just be you know waiting but there needs to be more so push behind mm-hmm. it, action mm-hmm. so ask yourself are you doing enough you know are you spe- expe- expecting it you know with with reason with good reason behind it mm-hmm. so are what, you praying but not working <laughs> right? are you, you leaving it all to Jesus Jesus ain't gonna fix anything baby I mean, you gotta do some work if you, I, I say you know you said the man died for you already what more <laughs> died for he's all your, your heart beating that thing's still thudding and you like Jesus give me some more <laughs> hey, I'm, I need you to take the wheel now too <laughs> like damn I gassed you up you what? ain't had gas money <laughs> I gotta drive and gas this motherfucker homie I died centuries ago for you <laughs> for you and you today. can't afford fifteen dollars <laughs> and that wasn't enough <laughs> and you put me in this climate of all climates. <laughs> take my chain off. Go snatch that chain back like GU. Give me that chain back. Help me. Take that cross off your badge. <laughs> you, you weren't anything I died on. Are you no, you ain't repping gang no more. But yeah. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm trying not to get into it. I, 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 I always think that's weird. No. that That's one weird thing to me. But... It's hilarious. I'm trying to, yeah, trying to leave it alone. I'm fighting to leave it alone. Conversation for <laughs> another day. Yeah, you see it? Because you know. I got places to go, baby. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, thank y'all for joining as always, for putting up with us. Um, if you, you know, skipped some today, cool. If you get us into the whole thing, then you know you got the you got the the whole feel for it, which we love. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're listening, please share. Always share. Uh, follow us. Um, but always don't just listen share with somebody help help the growth you know it's good for mm-hmm. somebody and thank you for always rocking with us do we have any parting parting words goodbyes any shout outs before we shout out to the family for being great shout out to all y'all and shout out to me for being me because I love myself and my people mm-hmm. same thing shout out to the family let's get this week done shout out yourself too <laughs> shout out myself because you know what I'm saying I'm like that you the one I'm the one not the two orders. This is your conscience. No zone over here. <laughs> Turn me up whenever you need me. <laughs> I'm tired of y'all not thanking yourself. Right, I'm done. Shout out to the fam. Shout out to the fellas I do this with. Shout out to me, the high vibe. It's always spreading the vibe. Y'all already know what it is. The floor is ours. We out. Gang, gang.
gets. Shock a nigga with a bag, bitch. Shorty bad, she got ass tits. Definition of a savage. I'm on a road, making these plays. Getting to the bread, I'm serious. Walking the money, trying to trip. My definition, I'm amphibious. Black down, watch the tension shit. Folks lame, boy, piteous. Shorty claim that she love me, but she love me more when I'm in shit. Flex, flex. Hey, watch me flex, shawty. Running up all this cash, don't you forget it, shawty. Flex, flex. Then VVS is shawty. How they gleam around my neck, shit, tell you hold that I be flexing. I be jigging, I be jigging, straight finessing. Hold it down for a nigga, don't be stressing. Count that money to the ceiling, it's a blessing. Oh, what a blessing. Cause I be flexing. I be jigging, I be jigging, straight finessing. Hold it down for a nigga, don't be stressing. Count that money to the ceiling, it's a blessing. Oh, what a blessing. Oh God. But you love me more when I'm in the shit.